Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello and welcome, welcome to Be On Your Best Plan. And this is the Fab Five today. I've got Kathleen. I got Catherine and I got Whitney. And we're sending good vibes to Sarah. She couldn't be here today. And we're always kind of sad when one of our sisters are missing. But today, this is Claudette, and we're going to talk about money matters and mindset and you know, when I started off, I always like to turn things on their head a little bit. And you know, we don't prep these calls because we really want it to be as authentic as possible. And agree or disagree, we like to have full discussion. And so, my I'll start it off with saying, money mindset isn't everything. It is not. I like to go deeper because your mindset originates from what you believe in your heart and soul. And so if you don't get that right, you can ha- try to have the best money mindset in the world and you're screwed. I have no other way to put it. You'll be like, why don't I make the money I've intended? Why can't this work? Why? You know, and it's using sheer willpower. But I would challenge you to go a little further and see if you can get truth on what you believe and line up with divine intelligence and then partner with that and see what begins to happen in your life with money. And so I will start this by saying, I believe money is divine intelligence in action. There are going to be people that agree with me. They disagree with me. Let's go. So who's the first one that wants to go along with that or, or have something else they want to say? It is divine because I believe it is abundant. I mean, when I think of money, we all have to talk a little bit more about what divine intelligence means specifically because I don't, it's not clicking yet. But for me, my mindset is certainly, I think of divine and then I think of, okay, well, abundance has to fit in there. Part of my money mindset is that of abundance and that money flows abundantly to me easily and it is endless there's an endless supply of it and there is plenty to go around to everyone and you know I will say that and I do a lot of work in this area in one of my businesses is around money mindset and then personally I've done a lot of work and I think I love this show topic because it's so fun to me because I've also believe that I have done a great job at manifesting money in my life. And I, it's, it's been something that I've learned money. The mindset is interesting because there's a whole psychology around it 
from a learned standpoint, we pick it up from our parents who picked it up from their parents. We have people walking around that we've inherited beliefs of the depression era still. I deal with people every day on this. So there's the learned part, how we view debt and money and how abundant or not is it, right? And then for me, there's been this whole relearning. I've come from kind of split psychology of parents where one, my dad is incredibly frugal, probably one of the most frugal people I've ever met in my life. He lives in lack. And my mom, she's always... I would say has been more abundant than my dad, right? And so I've kind of gotten to experience both and created how my dad views and his belief systems on money kind of pushed me to the other side to be more of a spender and not live in lack. And then for me, it's just been also a relearning and really around abundance. And it's been very cool for me and one of my other businesses that I'm building my startup fit district to have really experienced some real manifesting, some real asking of the universe. Like I, uh, for example, so this is cool because then I'm getting to see the manifestations coming to life, right? And this whole training and learning of abundance, right? Because I knew I needed to work through some kinks. So, you know, uh, for me, you know, you can do, you can, you do little sort of, I don't even know what you call it, but like I wrote a check to myself at the beginning of the project of Fit District for the amount of capital that I wanted to raise. And literally to the cent of what I wrote on that check, I raised, you know, a couple of years wow. later. And it's just pretty amazing yeah. fun that there, you know, we can kind of jump into some of those little tricks as well in the show. So <laughs> I love that that because you said something and I wanted to say it right now because you it's coming on the heels of what you just said. I have seen divine intelligence working in your fit district project. So wrapping your head around what that is, is setting that full intention, believing the end from the beginning, believing that. You know, however it needs to work out, just visualizing that end thing, writing that check, and then everything lines up to make it happen. Everything in the universe does. And sometimes it happens in ways that we had no idea how. And, you know, so I've seen it with you. I've seen it with you were going to rent one space. It wouldn't have been the best space. Now, now you're getting another space. You were going to start at a certain time and then the pandemic hit. Everything delayed you. You weren't started. You would have taken a big financial hit, but you didn't because we had even said we spoke over that in the car in Tennessee when we were all together and said, let it happen exactly how it needs to when it needs to. That's all divine intelligence. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's so much fun. So, Claudette, you talk about divine intelligence. Catherine, you said divine abundance. And I like to see it as infinite intelligence for me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I used to be the universe, the God, you know, like whatever we call this higher power that is driving us. And and I think that we leave it open to you, the listener, to decide what you want to call your higher being, your higher guidance. And for me, I call the higher guidance now infinite intelligence, Mm -hmm. you know, because 
energy is infinite and it, we're all connected. It, we're all energy, including the desk, the speaker, like whatever, how dense is our energy is energy. And money is just that it's energy for me. And I have had been in the lack mentality a lot of my life. Yeah, I was raised in the lack mentality. I remember so many times my parents saying, we don't have enough money for that. If you want it, you have to go work for it. You have to buy it yourself. I don't know how you're going to do it. You know, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. That was programmed into my head. And frankly, that was programmed in their head as well. So it wasn't, right. it wasn't right. like they were being bad parents. They were just like, we don't have enough. It's living in the lack mentality. And, you know, you mentioned one of you, Catherine or Claudette, one of you mentioned lack and the other one mentioned belief. And before, just as we were getting started, I wrote down, it's a belief of lack. You're living from your, those who feel like there's not enough are living from the belief of lack, the belief, the internal belief that there's not enough or that you're not worthy enough to have it. There is an internal belief somewhere that's stuck within you that is creating the belief that there's not enough for you, that you're not enough. There's not enough for you from experience. I say that because, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a retreat center and we've talked about this, but uh, I was at a retreat center and the first week I was only supposed to be there for a week. The day I was supposed the day before I was supposed to leave, I hear this message. You need to stay another week. And I'm like, yeah, financially that's crazy. I can't stay another week. And then I heard myself say, can you not, or do you believe you don't have enough? And I'm like, okay, so let go of the old limiting beliefs and allow yourself to be in the moment and see if this is in their highest and best right now for your future and for now. And it wasn't my highest and best. And even though the intellect was telling me it's not in your best interest to stay, my spirit, my soul, that infinite intelligence was like, this isn't your highest and best to stay. And lo and behold, I had a client resign. I had three new clients sign up right after that. Once I let go of any limiting belief around it and allowed the universe to drive from my heart center, not from my head center, it all plays out exactly the way it's supposed to. You know, when I was a single mom and the kids were teenagers and they were in sports and and other, you know, things were happening. I remember that on a Friday, I didn't have enough money to pay my property taxes that was due on Monday. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like I was substantially short. I'm just going to say substantially short. I don't remember the exact amount, but I was substantially short. And then I get a call from a second job that I did part-time for extra for spending play money. And I got a call saying, we're short people this weekend. Can you work all weekend? Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, and Sunday night. Like it's it's an all weekend kind of thing. And I'm like, absolutely, I can do it. By Monday morning, Mm -hmm. I had exactly amount of money that I needed, the exact amount of money I needed to pay my property taxes on Monday. So was, it's was there really a, about the beliefs. It's about the beliefs. It's, um, uh, the beliefs are going to drive, drive your life and drive the car of your life. The belief is yeah. driving everything. That's so beautiful. So anytime that, that, I was going to ask real uh, quick, Kathleen, on that story, do you recall, was there a letting go, giving it yes. to the 
first? Was there an asking? Yes. Well, when I was in that space, other times before I was like, how am I going to pay my heating bill? How am I going to buy groceries so my children can eat next week? Or, you know, like that was real and true for me. And I knew every single time where I thought there wasn't enough, there was always enough. There was always enough. There's not one time did I ever not have enough. And so it started to shift my perspective, you know, and then let going of like, okay, I'm not going to live in this lack mentality. I always have enough for what I need. I always do. Always. Do I have more than enough? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have just enough, but I always have enough for what I need. So it's really about shifting my belief around that, shifting and releasing, you know, like we're programmed, Claudette mentioned this, we're programmed like from childhood, or before then, I believe in those programs. I yeah, believe me too. You know, me too. Yeah. It carries forward generations until it's you get programming your soul. Until you get the truth about what you believe, you carry those beliefs lifetime after lifetime. So I mean, it's a new yeah. learning. You know, I mean, it really yeah. is a whole new learning on beliefs. And I think you said something really important, Kathleen, about when you decided to stay for a week longer at Rhythmia just recently. You listen to your internal spirit on that on that guidance, and it was a splurge. And I think that it is very important, and I learned this a couple years ago, it is very important for us to splurge on ourselves, to upgrade that, you know, that vacation a week longer like Kathleen did or or go, you know. But it wasn't a vacation. <laughs> or, you know, like or it was not a vacation. <laughs> the retreat. Okay, extend your yeah. retreat a week longer, right? Like splurge on yourself. Whatever. You know, buy the best concert tickets in the house when we can have con- go to concerts again, right? Like, what, you know, upgrade, buy the first class ticket. So, what, you know, whatever. Splurge on ourselves because you're telling yourself, you're telling the universe, I am worth it. I am deserving of this. And this is the life I want to live. Yeah. I just want to just respond to that. And I know Whitney wants to get in here, but I just want to respond a little to that is like, for me, I felt like it was almost a test for me is how I have grown a lot and I have healed through several different, I've moved through a lot of limiting beliefs and blogs. So it was almost like the infinite intelligence saying, here's another opportunity. Are you going to trust in your heart or are you going to use your head? And so it was like really like trusting that the messages that we're receiving is true and accurate to our soul's purpose, not in the like, oh, because I want this, I want to just go buy it and I just want to do that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about listening to your heart, listening to your soul. Yes. So I'll stop and, and let Wendy and, go. And, and for all of our listeners who want to take that just one step further, divine intelligence always guides me with every penny I spend. Divine intelligence. Because you know what? If buying, like Catherine said, that first class ticket, if, if she is stepping into a level of belief and faith and she is guided to buy that ticket as evidence, mm-hmm. buy that ticket. Right. It's all in what we believe and it's all in that guidance. If you're being guided to stay that extra week, do it. It gets less about it gets less about the you know ego going, I deserve this. It gets more about I follow that higher guidance because my higher right. spirit 
right in going into that because because I do know people that have said, well, I deserve this, 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 and this, and then they go into crazy debt. So let's go into that and add the guidance with it. So it's like the secret formula. Catherine's saying, let's step out of the poverty mentality. Let's call those things that aren't as though they were. And let's shift that. But then let's follow guidance, as Kathleen mentioned, right, in going into that. So it's like the combination of those things. I love it. Whitney, do you want to chime in here? So, you know, I've had a similar experience to a couple of you guys. So growing up, I was in a household where there wasn't a lot and it was made known that there wasn't a lot. But my parents also had a very, so there was like this, maybe it wasn't a conflict, but it felt conflicted when I was a child. So my parents were very much about the things that they were about. And my father was very much about quality. And so he would say, if you're going to buy something, you should always buy the best that you could buy. Of course, they didn't buy a lot because there wasn't a lot. But when they did or when money came, money went really quickly. And so that was sort of the the message that I got about money is is it doesn't happen often when it does. You use it to get the things that you want and you get the absolute best that you can buy. And so my early adulthood was sort of living in that space. And it was about credit and debt because I didn't want to have to live like my parents. And I wanted to be able to get what I wanted now. I didn't want to wait Right. (laughs) So, you know, Mm -hmm. it it became a I don't want to wait. And so I'm going to get it now. And it created all kinds of havoc in my life. And then I was I don't remember exactly what was going on in, in my life at the time, but I was at a, a garage sale or a yard sale. And there were these two books that caught my attention. One of them we are reading, right? The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Goval Shin. Excellent. And the other I bought was called Money is My Friend. And it was for me about making peace with money, right? That seeing mm. money is neither bad nor good, right? It is an exchange of energy and it is a way to, you know, it's a force that brings things into your life. It has a mm-hmm. purpose. It is not evil in and of itself, regardless of how people misquote the Bible, right? Money itself is not the issue. And so I started working on this mindset of money is my friend. And I like having my friends around, right? And, and so <laughs> that's what you do. But it isn't about, well, it is. I was going to say it isn't about being rich, but it is. And at the same time, I'm still you know, challenge to address some old standing issues of, 
you know, mentalities or mindsets about what rich people are, right? So there's still this conflict because the world I had seen, the rich people behave a particular way, then there's universal thought that this is what rich people are, but that's not what rich people are. Rich people are all kinds of people, just like poor people are all kinds of people. Some are good. And, Amen. Amen. You know, all of that. So, but when you have a conflict about what you think about rich people, right? It's a little difficult for you to move towards that if you've got some negative connotation about what that means. And so when you talk about getting truth on something, what's the truth about what you believe about money? What's the truth about what you believe about rich people? If you believe that all rich people are evil and you're trying to acquire money, there's an internal struggle with that mindset. And then a book that I got a little further down the line was the richest man in Babylon, which really oh, I got that how, one too. That's a good one. How to manage money, right? Yeah. And how to attract it and bring it into your life. And starting with some very basic principles of a portion of all I earn is mine to keep. Right. Mm. And that it is not about spending every dime that you get, which was my parents' mentality. And then you know, other people's mentality was to hold on to every dime that they got. And so it's like, how does one decide? And I think ultimately the relationship you have with money, like the relationship you have with yourself, with your friends, with food, with, you know, just about anything, you have to start from a place of what is it that you're looking for, or out of your life? What is your vision? You know, what is your vision for money? What are you going to do with the money? Is it about hoarding it? Is it about doing something positive and good with it for yourself, for other people, for the world? How are you going to actually use this energy to make things better and not just simply about having it for the sake of having it flaunting it or or using it in a way that is not of benefit to other people. You make such a good point, Whitney, because I remember as you were talking about having it, hoarding it, or spending every penny you have, a memory came up in my mind of when I was a kid. And I used to save every dime that I received every dime I found if there was a quarter on the on the sidewalk that's like $25 to me you know so I would hold it I would save it I would put it in a little space and I remember one time my sister actually said to me you're so stingy you know who do you think you are to have all that why don't you just share it with other people you know like these stories this story Mm -hmm. around that one event and that the story that created in my head at that time was I'm not worthy enough to receive and hold onto that money. So therefore I have to give that money away to everyone. So every dime that I ever received, I gave away to someone else. I never, I never did keep, or in this lifetime, I wasn't holding on or protecting myself or sharing it with myself. It would be more about giving it to everyone else. That so goes back we to have to, 
Yeah, we have to look at how we want how we want to do that. Right. There's a balance and not 50 50 balance. It is whatever the balance you decide, which is going to give some when I give. I'm going to be a generous giver. I'm going to be a cheerful giver. I'm not going to be a stingy giver, a begrudging giver, a martyred giver. Right. I'm going to give with love when I spend on myself. I'm going to do the same thing. There's not going to be guilt attached to that. I'm going to enjoy how I spend my money or what it is I get from the exchange of that money. And then I think this was you, Kathleen, or maybe it was Claudette at the very beginning. And for me at this point, I just have a faith and a trust that I will have everything that I need. Right. Mm -hmm. And where I think I need to be, though, is more than I need. Just add and more. more, Right. I have all that I need need. and more. Exactly. Exactly. No, I I think it's important to pay attention to the resistance that comes up in our bodies around the topic of money or really any topic in life, right? But, you know, I had a experience recently where I was feeling resistance and fear around money and and the debt that I was acquiring with my startup business. It was really creating fear and resistance in me that was unusual because I don't usually get fear and hang up around money. I, I really never have. And so it was weird and it was concerning. And so I got to work with it, but then uh, I got to dig into it. But then I learned something new at like an online virtual seminar. And it was around money mindset. It was exactly what you're saying, Whitney, that having this fear around money, and this was specifically like a business seminar. And they were talking about mindset of money and business, but having these fears around money and your business and not being in scarcity is really saying, you know, I don't have faith and trust that this is going to be a successful business. And that's all I had to hear in that moment of this sort of relearning nugget, because that just does not align at all. Like I, if anything I have, it's my faith in this, in fit district working out and just faith in life that it was just went so against the grain of my core belief. And it was like, that aha, but it really is that faith and trust. And and then it was like, okay, I'm afraid. And that also doesn't align with my mindset of abundance. It's just all, it's going to flow in. Money is a tool. It's a resource. It's an amazing tool and resource and to get really excited about. And so I was not aligning. There was a disconnect. And then that little shift in learning and it just sort of cleared it all out. And I, and, and it's just gone. It's pretty amazing. That's beautiful right there because you you received truth in that moment. So when we talk yes. about getting truth, you received truth in that moment. The truth is always trying, attempting to rise up and is there for us. And, you know, there's one thing I want to distinguish in abundance. We say the term abundance and we associate it with good stuff. I say abundance is always present and you can be abundantly poor or abundantly rich. The universe is abundant. You can be abundantly sick or abundantly healthy. 
You can be abundantly happy or abundantly sad. And, you know, the the bravest thing that any of us can do, and I'm going to share one thing before we wrap up. I was driving back. I was coming back from my mom's to be on this podcast. I was, you know, and I am writing a, well, I'm right in the middle of writing a course on money and how to subconsciously reprogram yourself to create whatever you desire in your life. And money and lack are some key things that we need to get out of the way. And so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm driving and I'm just in that zone, right? That space. And a Range Rover comes up beside me and they pass me and their license plate tag had a G and some dollar signs on it. And my Chi Chi, which is my ego, just went, oh my God, seriously, right? Like, I don't even know why. It just did it. And then immediately truth rose up in me and went, are you judging that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I went clear cancel. May they have blessings and good for them that they're showing that. Good for I mean, them. We get it. I get it, Claudette. I get yes, the key. Key. I'm like, good for them. And I bless them. And I was like, I don't want, because if we judge someone with money, don't mm-hmm. you freaking think you're going to get your own money. Judge lest you be judged in the same manner. When you judge someone else, you are being judged. And the truth just rose up in me and went, you're stepping, I mean, I'm doing multiple business deals right now. I'm getting ready to step into a whole new level of financial freedom and great things are happening. And I'm sitting here going, and I'm going to let a little Range Rover with a G and $3 sign, whatever. No. And I was like, what was that belief? And it was, it's okay to have money. Don't show it. Right. Like don't show it. And then I went, what's the truth? And I got, well, Anything, if it is authentic, is cool. Anything, if it is to support the false self and the false identity, is kind of slimy. Like, guess where you get the sleazy kind of whatever. And so it's like, don't worry about showing or not showing. Don't just be authentically loving and in the abundance of wealth. And then what, you know, and then how are people going to act to you exactly what you believe about yourself and money? Everyone will begin to act to you exactly in the same way you believe the whole world mirrors you. And so I would say be careful (laughs) about passing judgment on anyone or going. There's a mindset of going, oh, they're rich. They just don't understand. Some of the wealthiest people I know have given so much. And if I give any amount of my time to several of those people, they're thanking me. They understand that my time is valuable. And then I've had some people in a poverty mindset and it doesn't matter what amount of time I give. It's never enough. You see, it's all the mindset which is guided by the beliefs in the soul. It's always based on beliefs. Some of those people that are wealthy didn't only give financially, they gave some of their soul. Mm-hmm. Like some of those wealthy people have had the hardest life that you can imagine. Like they didn't start there. They and they honor it. Yeah. yeah. So, so be like you said, just be conscious of how you're judging someone who has or has not. You, well, even, you know, if, like, even if it's a, somebody with a trust fund, let's go there. Right. It doesn't matter. It, I have, it does not matter what makes it wrong 
to have a family that created wealth that supports you. Nothing stops because I'm going to say we can step into abundance and we have this belief that we have to work really hard shatter that illusion and start lining up with infinite intelligence and the infinite mind and knowledge and then see what can happen in your life. And so don't judge. Stop judging money, period. And start looking at other people that have and going, bless them. I'm so happy for them. And then let the gates open up for you. One of the strategies of manifesting money and really anything is putting the really good feels behind it, the really good emotions, envisioning yourself having the life that you want and how good it feels and amazing and what you're doing and the lives that you're getting to impact, put all the good feels behind it. That's one of the strategies of manifesting even the mindset and then making it real in your life. So that is beautiful, Catherine. So we speak those things that are not as though they were. And we step into the power of who we really are. Thank you for joining us this week. We love you. We love it when you join us. And share this podcast with your friends. Share with everyone to spread the word. Thank you. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.